Welcome back to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish, and with me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. We have gotten known for our commissioning over the years, got together, started a podcast, help all the commissioners out there out just a little bit. Uh, not just the commissioners, league mates, people who just enjoy listening to this kind of stuff. Uh, I hope you like our show. It's very binge-worthy. It's, uh, it's uh, pretty evergreen, so you can go back and listen to previous episodes, uh, no problem. You can go to commissionpod.com. And you can search for like a topic and it'll pull up the podcast that have that topic on it. Uh, it's pretty slick that way. Uh, if you want to email the show, commissionpod at gmail.com. We read most emails. We talk about lots of different stuff. Let's get on to the show, Ryan. Um, should we start with, we, we put out a thing the other day, the other, uh, a previous show about spotlighting leagues do you remember this might have been like it might have been it was the other day which means you know on our last show or like two years ago right sometime recently yeah ish yeah well we got that uh (laughs) you 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 called out russ fisher to help help us with it and he created uh a, a form and, and tweeted it out and, and people submitted like their league slash commissioner to uh, be, be mentioned on the show for, for the awesome work they're doing. Yeah. And, and we have uh, a runaway, a, a runaway candidate to talk about on the show to start. What, what do you think? Pretty much Look, a runaway. Uh, yes. Yeah. It was, it was mentioned. This league was mentioned. This commissioner was mentioned. A lot, a lot. And of course, thank you for, uh, thank you to Russ for, for stepping up and helping. Uh, he always does. We've got, this is now what, five shows in a row that Russ has, has been mentioned. So we'll, we'll keep that streak going. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is good stuff here. Yeah. I, I put the link in our little show notes there if you wanted to look at it, but, uh, base, our first guy is Peter Gent. Uh, is it Gent or Ghent? I don't even know. I we talk to him all the time. Um, we do. We're in, we're in that commish, yeah. uh, yeah. chat. Uh, I don't, I've I don't always know. assumed it was Gent. I, I always assumed it was Gent, but it might be Ghent. I don't know. Uh, he'll, he'll have to let me know. Um, cause I would feel very bad. It's just, it's just par for the course butchering a name on the show though. Right, so, right. Well, we so. said both, so. We've covered yes. it either way. Uh, Peter runs the Shark Tank Leagues, which are uh, a series of leagues. They promote competition. They got IDP. They're they're basically they're they're kind of an IDP version of the Pigs Leagues. They have a lot of Pigs rules to them. He's cultivated a ton of awesome owners. Um, he, lots of fun layers to the league. They a bunch of people, a bunch of people wrote in to 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 give props to Peter and the Shark Tank Leagues. Um, so we wanted to give him a shout out, shout out to Peter, shout out to his shark tank leagues, uh, shout out to the owners in those leagues that listen to this show. Um, it, it's, that's very awesome. I, I don't know what, what, what more to, uh, mention about the league, but, uh, that's, it's, it's very cool that he's got this IDP, you know, bankroll version bankroll league that he, he runs. Yeah, I know he's he's been busy starting even more leagues as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's a busy guy with with some cool league ideas. The Shark Tank Three League had a two hour intro video with like each owner revealing banners and stuff, and that's that's really pretty dang impressive. Wow, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, it's that's incredibly uh, incredibly cool. Uh, let's let's move on to some. Uh, yeah, I won't get into that right now. Um, let's move on to a guy who emailed in from Washington D.C. but currently living in New Mex in Mexico City. Okay, he's from Washington D.C. He emailed probably from Mexico City because that's where he says he's currently living. Uh, David wanted to let us know a couple of league ideas he had. The pod inspired him to come up with some of his own league ideas. Here's three that he's considering starting next year. Wants to know if they exist already. He wants to know general impressions, possible pitfalls, and he would like us to pick our favorite, Ryan. Think we can do all those? We can do it. This this might be the entire episode, just David's league ideas, but I know. I'm okay. I'm okay with it because it looks pretty fun, honestly. Do you want to start reading the first one? Yeah, maybe I can we take the back first and one. forth with these three. Sure, sure. So David has included a summary of each league uh, league idea he has. Idea one: War against the commissioner. Uh, summary: Redraft. Uh, no specific scoring or lineup format, no waivers or free agency, normal straight snake draft. All other teams other than the commissioner, all non-commission teams collaborate to contribute players to a joint alliance team that will play head to head against the commission each week. Okay. I, okay. From, from a commish standpoint, I'm, I'm a little nervous about this already. Let's see. Yeah, what feels, going. feels like it'd be very tough for a commission to win. <laughs> if the commish wins a week, he or she gets to steal all players from the Alliance team See, to power up their lineup. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That, that makes it a little better. The rest See, of the league. Really lucky week. <laughs> right. The rest of the league has to build a new team to face the commish the next week. If the commish loses, the Alliance team lives to play again the next week. Players can be swapped back to their uh, originally contributing teams at any time. Uh, meanwhile, all non-commissioned teams play each other in a normal head-to-head schedule throughout. Okay, I was wondering about that, so this is this is getting better here. Mm-hmm. After the regular season ends, the joint alliance team is disbanded. Players are returned to their original teams. The top teams by best head-to-head records, including the commish, if eligible, play in a normal record-seeded playoff bracket to crown the champion. Champion gets the winnings unless unless the commission's team wins, in which case the winnings are donated to charity. That's it. What do you think? Uh, my first thought is when it sounds like when a player goes to the Alliance team to play against the commissioner, it gets pulled from that team's roster, that lineup, which I really like. Uh, it would be easier on the commission. It would be easier for the league to track if it just stayed on that team and you just do it on the side. Here's our Alliance team. This Alliance team, you score it, play against the commission. I like that it's pulled off of the team and that there's a head-to-head schedule on the side. That means, Ryan, if you have Christian McCaffrey, you have to choose whether or not you want him in your starting lineup or you want him on the Alliance team that week. I think that makes mm. for more difficult decisions um, and maybe the Alliance team isn't this super studded team because maybe a team in the league doesn't want to give up their super stud for that week to play against the commission. So I really like that pitfall there that, that, that player gets the, that your stud player gets pulled from you the week it plays on the Alliance. Um, 
so that's my my very first reaction was I really like that rule. Um, if you did it the other way, I think it's really tough <laughs> on the commission. It's easy. It's easier on the commission to manage. It. It's really tough for the commissioner to ever beat the alliance team. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't know if, if I read it that way that the a player a star player could only be on one roster. I guess that would make sense, but I'm I'm just not positive on that one. Uh, I do like it the way you described. If it's a choice between the original team or the alliance team, I would like that better. I, I like the idea of eleven other people having to collaborate and uh, basically make a decision. There would that. Trying to find some consensus there would be kind of a fun process. Scott, I know anytime that we are presented or, or really anytime we come up with an idea of our own, whether it's a new league, uh, a rule for a league, of course, our question is always why? Why does it does its purpose? I love that, um, I love that Dave included the why with um, each of these league ideas. So why create this league? He says, first of all, he's not aware of any collaborative league formats forcing players to work together against a common enemy. Uh, like collaborative Those do board exist, games. by the way. Like we we have talked about them, but they're okay. very, very cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and pretty rare, too. So uh, They are but, really rare, yep. Right. Uh, and he says, uh, okay, so, yeah, this is kind of what you were talking about. It forces hard decisions. Mm. Fail to work together and risk the commission running away with an all-powerful team give up too many of your own good players to the cause and you risk losing your head-to-head matchups and not making the playoffs. So that confirms that you were reading that correctly. Your take yeah. on that, you probably okay. read ahead. I didn't, Scott. <laughs> I did not read ahead, but uh, it's good. It, it, it feels good. I do think this is a league that need, you would have to have what? You would have to have a 12-team league and one team is the alliance team. Like you have 11 real people and then one an alliance team. Is that how you would work, do it? And each week... Each week, like say you and I would trade a player to the alliance team, and that alliance team would play the commish. Is, is um, that how you're reading it? I, it doesn't I say you, anything like that. But. Yeah, I think you probably just add a team. So if you so thirteen, right? So maybe it's thirteen actual teams in the league. One of those is the alliance. So you're moving players around. It certainly is a lot of commish work from that standpoint. Um, I've had to do some of that um, in. In my sniper active league that that we tried this uh, this past season, lots of commission work there. Uh, I think it here's here's how I would do it on MFL. Yeah, I would make it. I would make a ten team league, and I would set the schedule, do a ten team set, and then add the commission, and then add the alliance team as two extra teams after the schedule is set, because it sounds like the commission plays the alliance every week. So you would just have to manually watch both of their scores each week. Yeah, that's a good point as well. All right, I like that one. I think that's worth trying for for sure. You are uh, right. This is going to take the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay because I I love new league ideas. You know these yeah. these are the conversations that we have with uh, with with Peter and with uh, John Bosch and with Nathan Powell and yep. um, and Dan Myler has come up with a, a crazy new league as well. I'm pretty excited about that one. Uh, we we might actually get into that because I'm reading the idea number three's title and I'm thinking to myself, Dan Myler's league's probably going to come up when we talk there. Right. I, I thought the same thing. All right. Um, you want to do number two? Sure. Idea number two, roster builder league. 
summary it's a redraft no specific scoring lineup format no waivers free agency and and when he says that as in the the one above as well i assume that simply means you can implement your own specific scoring lineup format your own waiver free agency rules etc he's he's saying it's just not specific you can you can do what you want with it it doesn't Um, impact the idea yeah yeah it doesn't yeah it, do, it doesn't mean you don't do those things. It just means you get to choose whatever. Each team drafts one player per week. So for week one, all teams will be composed of a single player. No head-to-head, simple accumulation of season points. After each week of play, each team drafts another player. Draft order is determined in reverse order of total season points scored thus far. So ahead of week two, the lowest scoring team from week one gets the 201. Uh, second lowest scoring team gets 202, etc. Ahead of week three, the lowest scoring team through weeks one and two get the 301, etc., etc. Playoffs include top total scoring teams of regular season, and then playoff weeks are scored by weekly points where the bottom scoring half of the teams that week are eliminated, continuing each week of the playoffs to cultivate in a head-to-head championship. So the, the playoffs are basically like I run my playoffs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Half eliminated weekly. I like it. Why create this league? Drafting all season long. Fresh draft round each week. Draft order based on total points means excitement up to the end of the Monday Night Football game each week to determine exact draft spots of the following week. Endless strategy. Draft QBs first get to get the most weeks of high-scoring position. Uh, tank early to get good draft picks, but risk not catching up to make the playoffs on total points. Target late season bye week players to maximize the number of starters you can play each week. Unlucky teams hit with injuries at least should quickly get top draft picks each week. I really like this idea. Like I want to play. I want to play in this league. I, I was thinking. I don't know if you're you're going to owe David. Um, is it David? Yeah, sorry, David. Uh, I don't know if you're going to owe David some. Uh, you know some some money for this, but I I think we end up seeing some of these on safe leagues. It feels like that's a possibility. (laughs) It does. Um, I like this. I love this idea too. Some of it does remind me a little bit of uh, the league I just mentioned, Sniper Active. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the things I loved about that league was the weekly draft. I I will warn David, if you're using my fantasy league, uh, you can only have so many drafts in a year on MFL. I think the number is four or five, maybe. Um, so I think here's the way I read what he's doing with it. It's just one draft and you stop it after each round. Right. But you once you start a draft on MFL, you cannot change the draft order. Ah, that is true. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, so you basically, you'd have to make a bunch of draft pick trades each round to right. to get it to get it reorganized. That yeah, that is a crappy setting by MFL, but I get why they do it. Yeah. So that that would be an option to trade around the picks to uh, get the order you want for that week. The other option is uh, just hold it on a Google Doc and or or on the message board, and then I know upload. you can't. I know you can't tr- change the, like you can't do a reset of the draft order, but can you change a single round? No, 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 no. That sucks. I've never yeah. tried, so I didn't know. Yeah, I tried. Uh, uh, I tried in that in that sniper active league and didn't didn't get anywhere. So, uh, so obviously, with this, you would have 
yeah, yeah. You would have, um, what, I guess 16, 17 um, drafts. 17 drafts. So it's really not that hard, though. I, one draft a week to, to pick 12 players or whatever. To You can do that offline. It's Well, and it would be even easier in this roster builder league than it was in, in the league we were playing, Scott, because – People were drafting different amounts of players in our league, and yeah. sometimes you were skipped. Sometimes you had three picks. Sometimes you had eight. Um, in this, everybody's drafting one player a week. Because of that, I would probably just do it on, like I said, either on the message board on or on a Google Doc. But just because it's just one, I think it's a lot. It's a lot simpler either direction you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love the league idea, though. I do too. I I really like that. It's. Uh... Man, injuries and uh, it, yeah, injuries and bye weeks are going to be w- really interesting with that. Um, well, injuries, my, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he and do you go up it. to do you go up to sixteen? Like, is there a point where you don't start anymore? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you get to week eight, is that your starters? And then it's best ball, like your best eight starters, even in week thirteen, is like is that five potential bench people? Um, and and then there's of course strategies to, if you have a player in the first eight, eight weeks that you do dra- not draft people who are going to have buys, <laughs> you know, cause you, yeah. Well, well, I am, I'm wondering about injured players or about players that simply are not performing well. You know, you draft McCaffrey in week one, he gets hurt in week two. Can you drop him and, Either through waivers or some type of supplemental pick, can you fill out your roster? That's basically yeah. what we did in in Sniper Active, and I think it worked really well. Um, so I would a team like, could be a team would be could would almost lose the season in week one, right? With that, Chris McCaffrey, you could almost lose the season because you will because every single week after week one, you have one less player than most of the other teams in your league. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you meant just with one injury. Yeah. If you, in week four, it could be every team has four players and you have three. Cause right. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't replace that player or even if somebody just stinks, you know, last year it, it might've been Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He was going in the first round of redraft leagues. So right. after two, three, four weeks, can you, can you drop Clyde and pick up someone else? I, I yeah. would like. I would like if that were somehow uh, somehow um, fit into this roster builder league. But in general, you're right. I, I love the idea. I've I've not been a redraft player really at all for years, um, Scott. I know you're pretty much the same way. Obviously, we both play in SFB. Uh, but other than that, I, I I just don't play very many redraft leagues at all. I, I certainly don't seek them out. Yeah, when they do, they're usually super unique. Like I don't play in really any like normal redraft league. Uh, right, that's what I'm a saying, couple but, of the CBS guys, but those are right, yeah, analyst ones. Yeah. Right, but but sniper active and these these two league ideas that we've read so far could uh, could get me in some redraft leagues. Yeah, it's uh, this is an interesting one. I, I'm with you though. I really feel like if like there should be a if a player is out, if you're able to put them on out, you're able to pick up a free agent or something. 
Yeah. But it has to be after the draft, obviously. You know, the right. draft has to come first. But like on Sunday morning, if you have any out players, you, you should be able to replace them or something. There, I feel like there needs to be something there that, to protect that. But yeah. um, in, in general, I like everything about this roster builder league. Yep. Me too. All right. Idea, idea number three. Yeah. Good ideas. I, I'm really liking what David's. Yeah. What David's we need to get David the on, on the staff here. Yeah. Seriously. All right. Idea three from David fantasy stock market league. And uh, without reading anything, yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of what Dan Myler uh, has come up with. Uh, let's see. No draft lineups or anything remotely similar to a normal fantasy league. I like it. Instead, start with $5,000 <laughs> of play money. Like the stock market, you use that money to build a portfolio, but of player shares. Each player shares, each player's share values based on their projected total season PPR points. For example, the top player shares will cost between $350, $400. Share prices are updated daily based on updated season total projections. Okay, where are those coming from? I'm wondering. Uh, buy and sell player shares at any time with the goal, of course, of buying low, selling high. The trader with the highest value portfolio at the end of the season is crowned the champion. Uh, why create this league? Value, value, value. It's very, um, I don't even know that word, Scott. Very, very meritocratic. I do not uh, know that. Basically, Sorry. a merit, merit, meritocracy is the cream rises to the top. Okay. Is, is, right. is the basic of a meritocratic situation. Listen, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning a lot on this pod. Uh, the best evaluators of future player value will do the best. Unlike a standard fantasy league, no need to have another team do a trade with you to get value. You can pick however many shares of a player you want. Um, whoever you think is undervalued will outscore their projections, etc. The thrill of seeing a low-priced lottery ticket skyrocket in value. So, of course, if you picked James Robinson last year, he was projected for... Who knows? And not not very many fantasy points. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he, and he you buy up, a ton of shares, like yeah, he's, twenty he's shares of James. Yeah. Um. So my biggest thing is, where are these values coming from, and how often? Like, I know lots of sites have season projections right up till the season starts. Right. So I can see, like. At the start of the season, you stop it. You stop all the training, and that's the shares you have. And then at the end of the season, how many points they actually scored gives you a total for what your portfolio actually did. Um, so if you're doing this trading in the offseason, you stop it with the season start. And at the end of the season, after week 16, their total number of points uh, is what their shares are actually worth. You can get some values out of that, and I can definitely see how you can make that work. The difficult part for me is how to manage like any trading in season, uh, any trade swapping out of players. Um, how where those values come from in season? Like, are there places that have projected points rest of season? I feel like there there are. Um, uh, like and who's documenting that do you have to document that on each trade you make in season i think the simplest way to do this is to just allow trading of these shares right up until season start and then st- cut it off and then figure out what the final total is after the season but um it sounds like a lot of commission work 
<laughs> it does. He, he if does. you allow it in season, yeah. Right. He does mention that there. He says, P.S., this might seem like a lot of commission work, but I was able to build out this league in Google Sheet, dynamically importing number fire projection for daily share valuations and calculating changes to each trader's portfolio changes using Google Forms to automate traders buying and selling of shares. I mean, I was I was with you. I had not read that note, that last note, but it sounds like David has it all covered. Oh, wow. Click on that link, my friend, in Google Sheets. I know that this is not fun radio, but um, he he has a very, very large uh, system built out. And wow. it looks like there are trades in it. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like he actually ran the league. It looks like... Uh, it's only got one person and a, and a random trader too, um, but it looks like he's built out a system to track this. Yeah, um, I think he's, I'm he's say, ready for it. He's ready for it. I'm gonna say if you're if you like this idea and you're playing at home, I would go with the the simpler, easy, cut it off at the <laughs> start of the season and then see how many points they score. And you know if you have. 12 shares of James Robinson projected to score 20 points and he scores 200. You know, you can calculate that out. I would do it that way. If I, I would not build out the, the super complicated Excel sheet, but if you're in for it and you got the wherewithal, uh, definitely do it. Um, it's an interesting league idea. This is probably not one I'd want to join too much. Uh, probably a little too much work for my, my tastes, but uh, Ryan, what do you think? Uh, I love it. It does. We we talked or, or mentioned Dan Myler's league uh, a couple times already. Uh, have, we, started, have we talked about Dan's league on the show? No, no. I'm just just earlier that this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say we haven't actually given details of that. Basically, his idea that that he is starting is very similar to this. You are rather than using. Uh, fantasy point projections or actual fantasy points scored. It's all based on the DLF dynasty trade calculator. And because that play that, that player value also changes daily. Uh, so it's, it's the same kind of idea. You're trying to build value uh, and of course, increase the value of your team, but you're also playing it out from a, a total a best ball total fantasy point scored perspective as well. Um, mm. and, and he's got some rules about, about buying and selling um, as far as you, of course you can't just trade any one player for another, but the idea of trying to build value, the idea of not having to have a trade partner to make a trade, which I really like uh, though. Those are the same. So yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really good stuff here, David. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm happy we read through all of these. I like we put. This is probably our oldest email we have left in the hopper. Everything else is within the last week and a half. This one has been a few weeks because I knew we'd want to devote at least some time to it. Um, and we clearly did. And we talked about Dan's league. Uh, what do you say we just call it a day? We've or call it a show. We've we've talked about three different formats. Um, that's I, f- I feel like we had a good show. 
I'm, I'm kind of, I'm excited, honestly. David's ideas have me ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I'd be willing to try either of the first two. I'm more interested in the roster builder one for my, my, that's, that's the kind of league I want to, I would like to try. (laughs) Yeah. But I definitely like the first two. I'm not, I'm not as big on the stock market one uh, personally, but I can see a lot of people loving it. So yeah. Um, Good ideas. Call today, Ryan. Let's do it. All right. Thank you to everyone for listening. That's another episode of Commission Impossible. Make sure to give us a five-star review on whatever you listen to your podcasts on. Tell your friends, your league mates, your commissioners about our show. Uh, let us know if one of the uh, podcast listening devices, things you you listen on isn't working. We had someone mention one the other day that I have no idea why it wasn't, but uh, we'll, we'll check it out. Uh, follow me on Twitter, scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Commissionpod at gmail.com is the place to email us to get your email read on the show. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.